Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favorite program. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seats, hot seats. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process be well equipped to understand about life, faith and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong He is the senior pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore. And ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week, answering emails that come into us at connect at cityradio.sg. This series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic, which have been covered through the years. We have an extremely hot episode today. These topics have been carefully selected. Well, they're all carefully selected, but these topics have been one of the most sizzling through the years we have done the show. It's like almost up there. Yes, no, really honest. And if you're joining us on the show and you feel that your topic or question is, whoa, hot, hot seat, please write in to me at this email, connect.ctradio.sg. Now the title says it all. This episode is huge. In fact, these are probably one of the most googled or searched out subjects. Now the first email is about abortion. Now is it considered as murder? Now what's your stance on abortion? I mean as a Christian, have you been posed this question or have you thought about it before? Sit back and let's have coffee with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee. Well, today, Master, the uh, topic that we're going to talk about is uh, on a very serious note. And uh, actually, it's quite hot, the seat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to feel it very soon. Okay, I'll just tell you up front the topic title. It's called Abortion. Oh, sizzling, sizzling. Sizzling, Pastor? Yeah. Okay, Pastor, it's actually an email that uh, came to us at connect at cityradio.sg. Okay. And uh, the person would like to re- remain anonymous, but he says here, Hi, Bernard. Recently, I was asked by a colleague on the topic of abortion. If during pre-pregnancy, checks show that a child is going to be autistic or <laughs> retarded, most of my colleagues say that they would choose to go for an abortion. They feel that it is cruel to the child if he is born out and needed others to care for his daily needs for the rest of his or her life. I want to ask Pastor Kong this question. In this context, does God allow abortion? I know that the Bible speaks of abortion as taking a life that God has given and it's a sin. Thanks and regards. P.S. I would like to remain anonymous. I think the the danger here is if you start deciding whose life you should take away. I think the point here is this, that it's a life that is being taken away. Yes. And today, it could be an autistic child or having mental retardation. Yes. What if what you have a child with a deformed arm? Is it cruel for a child to be in a world like this? What if you have a child that you know is going to be disabled in a certain way? Mm. Uh, deafness, muteness. Mm. What if you know that a child is going to be born with 
I, I don't know certain chronic difficulties or diseases or mm. disability. Mm. I mean, who is going to be the judge? Who is worthy to be born? Pretty soon we start playing God, isn't it? Yes. Yes. You you know and and already we hear about genetic engineering mm. where doctors and and scientists are trying to bring together genes and chromosomes to produce uh, superior kids. Mm. So what happens if in the fetus someday you mm. realize that this baby you have is not going to be superior and will be handicapped intellectually maybe in school or whatever in life. Yeah. I think it's a slippery slope. Once you start going down this way, there's no end ending to it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I think we should never play God. One of those things that we should never do is that we should never play God as far as uh, life and death is concerned because mm. every person is created in the image of God, even an autistic or retarded child. Wow. And mind you, uh, when son was carrying Dayan uh, in a womb, Mm-hmm. Uh, during that point in time, six months into her pregnancy, there was concern and fear by the gynecologist that Dayan could have Down syndrome. Yeah, and we had to make a choice. And the doctor said, "Look, you guys are pastors. Mm-hmm. I assume this is not option to you." I mean, no hesitation. We say it's not an option. Mm-hmm. We will not abort. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the doctor said, uh, "Look, son had already two miscarriages." And from his experience and preliminary um, inspection, there's a very high likelihood. I can't remember what was the percentage. The high likelihood, my boy will have Down syndrome. And today, Dayan is a lovely boy. But I'm so glad I did not bought him, because wow. if I did, Dayan would not be in the world today. Wow, <laughs> wow, I never knew this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Plus, actually, I like your answer so much about. Like playing God, it made me think about this uh, other scenario. Don't mind if I share it with you. So, what happens if the child is born normal, and the child is born very good, very fit, and then you know, four years down the road, he was playing, and then he falls down the stairs, and in that process, damages his brain. Yeah. Then, yeah. What happens next? Yeah. I mean, is it is it? I mean, then you you go to the whole topic of euthanasia. You know, is it? Uh, more merciful to kill a person, mm. so that a person would not have sufferings. I, it's it's a big topic. It's a hot button topic. But I just feel that we go back to first principle, and first principle is God is God. We should not take life and death into our own hands. Mm. <laughs> so, Pastor, what would you say to a couple who is going through that this period where you know, like what, like how you received that news about your child? You know, in in the mother's womb, having going, like you know, the chances the doctor says, like you know. I think we just gotta trust God. We pray for healing, and we believe God for the best. We know that God cares for us. He loves us. If He allows us to go through a difficult situation, He knows that we are we are capable to handle it. His grace will be sufficient for us. Wow. Yeah, and I I think that, you know, God knows. And my wife has two miscarriages. I think sometimes it could be. A mistake on the part of the healthcare suppliers, mm. uh, but sometimes it could just be that God knows that the child has certain uh, biological defect, and the Lord just take the child's life to heaven. Let God be the one to decide. But mind you, life begins at conception. Yeah, <laughs> life begins at conception. at conception, and we have no right 
to decide who should live and who should die. Wow. Pastor, on this note, maybe you could pray for the couples who are going through, maybe for this person who is letting her, his or her colleague listen to the program. Maybe you yeah. can pray for I, I want. I want to pray for you that, you know, I mean, don't allow thoughts that has no God factor in mm. it to come in. Like I can tell you what your friends have said. It sounds humanly logical, reasonable, but there's no God factor in it. There's no God in that equation. You know what I mean? First of all, God could heal the child. Yes. Number two, even if the child is born retarded autistic, it doesn't mean that the child cannot live a full, fruitful life. It doesn't mean it cannot bring joy to you. Maybe you will go through uh, a season where it's a little difficult, but your, your life could be richer and fuller as a result of it. And if God does give you a child that is less than biologically perfect, He'll give you the grace to go through it. And for all you know, just keep, keep, when you carry through the, the pregnancy, just pray to God, God, if this child is going to, it's going to be so difficult for the child that you be the one to decide, then you take him away. But I will not play God. I think if you make that decision, God will give you a special grace and strength to go through it. So let me pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this couple that's going through such a difficult time. I just pray for wisdom. I pray for grace. I pray, oh God, that you watch over the womb. I pray that even right now that you do a healing miracle to the fetus that's inside the mother's womb. And I just ask that you give special strength, special faith, the gift of faith to believe that the child's going to be okay. The child's going to be alright. And even if the child is less than perfect, he or she is going to live a full, happy life because of wonderful parents like this couple. I pray that you protect the mind, you shut the, the ears from all the voices without God factor in them. I pray that you put on them the helmet of salvation so that they guard their mind and stay their mind on Christ Jesus. Lord, I just pray that you bless this life. Lord, we, we just look to this baby and we just speak life and we speak health and wholeness and healing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to leave you an amazing scripture here in Psalms 139 verse 13. You are the one who put me together inside my mother's body and I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous and of this I have no doubt. And then verse 16. With your own eyes, you saw my body being formed. Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything I would do. Isn't that amazing? God bless you. How was that episode? You like it? Well, the next topic is definitely a hot topic. Suicide. Now, have you heard this before? If a Christian commits suicide, will he or she go to heaven? Now, oftentimes, we can't help but ask or talk about consequence and I, I believe as a Christian after getting saved you know is one of those subjects or topics that we have to come face to face with mental health is a huge subject and, and it's something that we have to grapple with in our society I hope you'll be blessed by this episode 
Hi, Bern. Good to be on the show again. Yes, as, as usual, I say that it is your show, and it's always a privilege for me to be sitting across the table from you. Amen, Pastor. Coffee with you on any day is always a good day. Hey, we have too much mutual admiration. That is correct, and too much <laughs> coffee in our system. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all these years, all the coffee. Ah, oh, Pastor, right. we have come. To this episode, which I find it quite hot, actually personally, oh dear. <laughs> I, personally, I find it very hot, because uh, uh, I have a lot of friends who actually a lot of this has uh, happened to them. I tell you the topic right now. It's called suicide. Oh man, yeah, Pastor, we got this uh, e- email that came in um, with the connect at cdradio.sg. It says hi, Bird. My name is Audrey, and I am from cell group E four four five. I would like to ask Pastor Kong about suicide. And suicidal behaviors. Does a Christian who kill himself through suicide get to go to heaven? How does one help a Christian who struggles with self-harm thoughts, resulting in constant self-harm behavior? Thank you, Pastor. And then she puts a special star at the bottom. Your program is awesome. I listen to it every week. Keep, keep up the great work. Wow, this is a hot seat question. Oh, yes, I knew, <laughs> Pastor. Yeah, because because no matter what I say, is I'm going to offend some people. Yeah. Yes. yes. Let me say first of all. Okay. Let me say first of all. Whether is it self harm or is it suicide, is a way of expressing or dealing with pain. People that that harm themselves, they cut themselves, and all that. They have a lot of deep distresses. They have um, a lot of pain on the inside, and I I know it sounds weird, but sometimes by cutting themselves, they feel better somehow. Yes. And uh, it's their way of coping with sadness or emptiness or rage or guilt, or even sometimes self-loathing. They just they they love themselves. Mm. Now, of course, when depression turns into despair, that means you feel hopeless. And people commit suicide or attempt suicide because they they just they have lost all hope of the future. Mm. So, the next question: What if a Christian commits suicide? Yes. First of all, let me say this: Do you know it's illegal in Singapore and in many countries to commit suicide? I, I yeah, in Singapore, illegal. It's illegal it's, against the law. Yeah, it's punishable by a year's jail or a fine. According to the penal code, yeah. But however, this is rarely enforced in reality because people that attempt suicide usually they are already feeling depressed, right? But technically, it's illegal and punishable by law. And punishable by law. That tells you that instinctively suicide is wrong. That suicide is a criminal act. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That tells you that even. In in secular law, wow! <laughs> I I didn't know this. I I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's why whenever somebody attempts suicide, uh, there will be police report. Police will be involved. Oh, it's not the just the law has to be involved. Yes, yes. Ah, interesting. So, what else you want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot seat question. So, I, what is the question? Will the will the person go to heaven? Yes, uh, does a Christian who kills himself through suicide get to go to heaven? There are two schools of thought. 
there are two schools of thought. Okay. But they, both schools of thought will end with the same conclusion. Okay. 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 okay let me let me rephrase that. Are two schools of thoughts, but have one similar uh, conclusion. Conclusion. Okay. <laughs> Some say that once you're safe, no matter what you do, uh, it's not going to affect your salvation, because salvation is by faith in Jesus Christ. It's not by your works or your deeds. And so, even if you have attempted suicide and committed suicide, God is gracious. God understands. Mm. And God doesn't want it want you to do that, but your salvation is assured, regardless of what you do. So that's one safe, always safe. That one is that it? That, that kind of, kind of, okay. kind of something like that. Kind okay. of something like that. Okay. Okay. Another school of thought, they believe that when you commit suicide, you actually come against the sixth commandment. That means you shall not commit murder. And suicide is still nonetheless the murder of an individual, although the one committing the murder is the person himself. And I guess based on that, because to be, uh, to, to be perfectly honest, every legal system in the world is mm. built upon the foundation of the Ten Commandments, whether is it a secular state or not. Yeah. Every yes. legal system in the world are built on basic building blocks. You can say that Ten Commandments are like the alphabets of every legal system in the world. Mm. So, suicide nonetheless is wrong. And even if those that say that suicide will not affect your salvation in heaven. I have not seen anyone that say that suicide therefore should be encouraged. Everyone, regardless what school of thought you belong to, whether you belong, you, you, you feel that suicide will not affect your salvation or suicide is murder, they all agree, same conclusion, you should not attempt suicide. You should not take a risk that you may lose your salvation because nobody knows for sure how it will end up. Wow. So, if you ask me, yes, I do not want to give a dramatic answer. Mm. I do not want to say, you never know. You never know. God is gracious. God is merciful. Even, yes. even if you, if you attempt that suicide or you successfully committed suicide at the last moment, the last microsecond, you could have screamed out Jesus for help. And God mm. can still I don't know. I I just I feel like I'm not God. Mm. And God is more gracious than that I can ever imagine. And if I'm going to err, I'd rather err on the graciousness, on the grace of God mm. than anything else. But I would say you should not attempt suicide. You should never. You should not take your life into your own hand. And you should not take a risk that you might lose your salvation. Because nobody knows for sure. We have not been to the other side. That's true. So we don't know. Yes. Pastor, the second part of our question is, how do we help a Christian who is uh, struggling with uh, self-harm thoughts and uh, resulting in constant self-harm behavior? So how do we help? I think the person needs counseling. Mm. I I think the person needs uh, to go into the Word of God to rebuild his or her perception of himself or herself. 
we are, our lives are transformed by the renewal of the Word. We got to know that we are loved by God, that we are the apple of His eyes, that God loved us so much, He gave His only begotten Son for us. That tells us we are of tremendous value. When God gave His only begotten Son, that means there's no other Son. There's no other better deal. Yes. If God has given us His very best, what other things will not God do for us? When people commit suicide or attempt suicide or harm themselves, they feel hopeless. They feel like, my life is not going to get any better. My, my word for you is, put your faith in God. Your life will get better. For sure, in God, you will always get better. Mm. You need the word. You need to spend time worshiping the Lord and come into the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because in the presence of the Spirit, there is love, there is joy, there's acceptance, there's healing. You mm. need the healing of the Holy Spirit. Then you need to surround yourself with very good fellowship. I can almost guarantee you, people that are suicidal or have self-harm or self-loathing tendencies, it's because somehow people around them, they've been hurt by family or close friends or they felt rejection or condemnation. You got to change your the environment of your friends. Mm. You got to have people that are supportive, people that will love you and stand mm. with you. And then it, by trying, it still doesn't help. You, you got to ask yourself, is your depression, your sense of despair, biological? If it is biological, you may need to see a good psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. You got to see a good Christian psychiatrist or you may need sometimes certain medication to help you. Wow. Yeah. And God is not opposed to that. You say physicians come to help people. Yeah. Mm. Wow, Pastor, what a hot <laughs> Actually, it's not a hot seat topic. The hot seat topic is would people that have died because of suicide go to heaven? I think we have not been to the other side. We cannot be dogmatic about it. Yeah. We just can't because we are not there. Amen and amen. <laughs> but if you have suicidal tendency, you know, Brandon, should we just pray for all those people yes. that are listening in and you are struggling with depression or you have a sense of despair, hopelessness. Maybe you have harmed yourself, you have cut yourself, or maybe you even have entertained thoughts of suicide or you have even attempted suicide. Maybe we should just pray that God would just take away that suicidal tendency. Yeah, shall we pray? Yes. Father, I just pray for my brother, my sister who is listening right now, who is grappling with suicidal thoughts or self-harming thoughts, who may have been sitting here listening in and is thinking of ending his or her life. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name, we rebuke those thoughts of destruction. We rebuke those thoughts of self-harming tendencies. The devil has come to steal, kill and destroy. But Lord, you have come to give us life, happy life, an enjoyable life, an abundant life. Father, I just pray right now that the blood of Jesus will cover our mind, our hearts, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just pray right now you lift up that spirit of heaviness. In exchange, give us the garment of praise where we can thank you, we can praise you for all the good things that have come from you. Lift up our spirits. Lift up the hearts of my listeners. Jesus, you went to the cross. You died for all our pain, all our rejection, all our depression, all our despair, so that we can have a hope and a future in Christ. 
So touch my brother, touch my sister. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you have the tendency to harm yourself or to attempt suicide, I want to leave you with 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. No matter how tough your life is, God is faithful. He will make a way for you to get out of it. So don't attempt suicide. Don't harm yourself any further. God bless. I hope you're enjoying the program so far. Don't be a stranger. You got a question, write into me to this email address, connect at cdradio.sg. Now our last email is, is, okay, it's a big one, okay? We have a parent who wrote in and shared about their journey with a very difficult pregnancy. And when the baby was born, a few weeks later, the baby passed away. Now the parents are asking this question, why does God provide and in the end, he takes away? Pastor Kong shares a very, very personal story of his. And I pray that as you listen to this, you'll be blessed. So Pastor, you know, I, I purposely chose this email. It's going to be a bit intense, but I've okay. asked permission from the, the writer of this email oh, okay. to read it out. Okay. Pastor, it says here, Dear Bernard and Pastor Kong. Yes. Firstly, I want to thank you and City Radio for doing such an awesome job. I've been so encouraged and touched by every single episode. <laughs> Almost all episodes have been so timely to what's going on in my life. Just a few weeks ago in the parable of the dog, while Bernard was grieving about your loss, I too grieved. Pastor, this email was sent on the 24th of October. Okay. For the past three months, it was the most trying time for me and my husband. Mm. We were expecting our second child. Oh dear. Mm. But a scan in the fourth month of pregnancy shows several signs that the doctor said he has a high chance of being severely handicapped or even stillbirth. Mm. Despite the strong advice to terminate the pregnancy from the doctor and the odds of survival for baby Lionel, mm. we decided to trust God and take a leap of faith mm. to keep the baby. Wow. Just a month ago, baby Lionel was born just 27 weeks old. Through prayer support and our faith proclamation, his condition was a normal premature. Wow. The report shows no sign of handicap, <sighs> but a brain scan reveals a blockage at his cerebellum, oh, okay. resulting in hydrocephalus, which may require a shunt surgery. Yeah. As the days go by, he was showing signs of growing well. Mm. He was fighting strongly in that 23 days. Okay. However, mm. Our God is a sovereign God. Mm. He is the giver of life, mm. but He also takes life. Wow. Baby Lionel passed away mm. just a week ago. Oh dear. I want to thank you for the timely season of Word Through Coffee with Com. It takes time to overcome and heal the wooden heart, but truly we have Jesus as our comforter. Mm. To sign off, mm. I would like to take time to ask the hot seat question, mm. just to encourage others. Mm. Why does God provide? Mm. Yet at times, He needs to take it back. Another hot seat question is optional for Pastor Kong, and it's alright to skip if Pastor isn't comfortable to answer. Mm. And I understand Pastor and Son went through difficult times themselves before Dayan was born. Right. What happens to all babies who return to the Lord, mm. be it stillbirth 
or survive only for weeks or months. Mm. Thank you and God bless. Love, He Wei and Eve from JX Zone. Oh, wow. He Wei and Eve. Yes, Pastor. Oh, I, 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 I'm so sorry. I, I, I really don't know what to say. Um, it's, it's tough, you know, and we all live in a broken down world where very bad things do happen to good people. This is a fallen world. It's an endemic world that Jesus has come to redeem. But, you know, in life, we there are a lot of questions that you'll never be able to fully answer until we go to heaven. And I can tell you, he went Eve, that I have so many, so many questions that I do need to ask Jesus. But I guess also the fact that we keep loving and going on with the Lord in spite of unanswered questions is what faith is all about. If life is always smooth sailing, then there's no need for faith. Yes. And I have learned a long time ago that when I cannot see His hand, I always trust His heart. I always trust that God loves me, God cares for me, God understands how I feel, and, and God knows exactly what He's doing, even when I don't understand. Yeah. Son and I, we lost um, two babies, one in 97 and one in 99. Uh, the first one was about three months, the second one was about four months. And we were really excited about it to, to have the babies. And the second one was really tough. Um, because we, we told the gynecologist that, uh, that son uh, was allergic to certain medication. And uh, same with me, I was allergic to certain medication. And, and please, we made, we made very clear, do, do, not, do not give us those drugs, those medication. And then in the midst of, on, at the fourth month, everything was going well. We could see on the ultrasound images that the heartbeat, the head, the hands, we, we were rejoicing all the time. And one day, um, the son just felt a little weak. And so the gynecologist suggested, well, why don't I give you a, an intravenous drip just to give you some, just boost up your energy. Because, you know, son had a, a, quite a, a weak womb. You know, since young, because she had multiple operation in the stomach area. So we unknowingly we say sure. So at the clinic, son took a took the intravenous drip. We just thought it's the usual saline and all that, just to boost up her sugar level or her body. The, I don't know yes. whatever they are doing. And then we left the clinic, and about one hour later, son started bleeding. She was uh, hyperventilating. She was gasping for air. She had an allergic re reaction, and and she started bleeding profusely. We rushed back to the clinic, and by then the baby's gone. And so for us, it was it was devastating. And uh, the doctor did not treat this uh, with a lot of empathy. Never once said sorry to us. Um, basically did the DNC very quickly and then when we wanted to do um, a post-mortem the clinic simply said oh the baby is is uh, thrown away it's gone and then we wanted to know what happened they refused to tell us and it was only much later we realized that 
the medication that was given in the intravenous drip contained about 20% of the substance, the substance that that son was allergic to. Now that whole episode just caused us to slip into depression for almost a year. And you know son had a history of depression and she was doing well. She got out of it. And then for the next one year, she just slipped back into depression. And there were so many nights she wept and she cried. Say, God, here we are, both of us serving you, uh, making sacrifices. We we always put you first. And, and why would something like that happen? You know, and why didn't you watch over us, God? You know, don't you care for us? Don't you love us? Why didn't you stop this? This is such an unnecessary loss of a baby. So if my first uh, child is alive, he would be uh, 17 years old. No, uh, 16 years old. The second one would be 14 years old. He would be, if the first child is alive, we say he because God gave us a dream. Son had a dream one time and a young man came to him and said, Hi mom, I'm Andrew. And son was shocked and said, I'm your firstborn. So we know our first one is a boy called Andrew and he would be now in a JC. (laughs) So that was tough, tough for my wife, tough for me. And you know, for a man, we we are more uh, emotionally detached whenever there's a problem. And it, it didn't affect me as much emotionally until many years later and I think it was like four or five years later and then one day my emotion caught up with me and I wept and I wept and I wept for for hours and um, I just want to encourage you my brother and sister that take time to grieve over this loss take time to to rest take time and especially for you as a as a mother you must go through the whole maternity restoration process because your body is recuperating so just take time to to nourish yourself take time to grieve and you know i mean it's been so long but some days i i still grieve over it i because we are human you know and and we love the flesh of our flesh and the blood of our blood you know well pastor she asked why why does god provide and sometimes he takes it back there's no easy answer to that. It's just that God, like you say, is sovereign. He knows. He knows um, how the baby would be in the world. He knows the destiny of the child. He knows the choices the child is going to make in the future. And maybe he feels that, I don't know. Some people say maybe he needs the child in heaven. Maybe he feels that the child is born with certain uh, physical disabilities better if the, if the child is in heaven um, I don't know I, I don't have a can answer a ready answer for this all I can say is that God knows what's best and we just got to love Him and keep trusting in Him yeah so Pastor yeah it took tremendous courage for this couple to write to yes, us. Yes, absolutely. Pastor, can I ask that you maybe pray yes. for them, Hiwei and Eve, and that also maybe the rest of the yeah. couples who are going through maybe a very tough pregnancy? Yeah. Hiwei and Eve, I want you to know as you're listening to this that 
Jesus is closer to you than your very breath. God loves you. He is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, even when we cannot understand. And there will be days when we don't understand. And when I can't understand, I don't feel like praying, I don't feel like worshipping, I don't feel like trusting and walking with God anymore. And the Lord will just come to me. God will just say, it's alright. Just rest in me. And I will lead you to the rock that's higher than all your troubles. And I know that even right now, God is leading you to the rock, the rock Jesus Christ, where no harm can touch you, no depression can reach you. You just rest in Him. Just receive His love. Just know that you're precious. You're worth so much to Him. You have not done anything wrong. This is not retribution. This is not judgment. God is not angry with you. God is just a sovereign God who is all wise and all loving. Father, I just pray for He Wei and Eve and I pray for every single grieving father and mother out there. I pray, O oh God, that you reach out to the depths of their heart and you bring healing, that you truly be closer to them than their very breath, even right now as they are listening, that the hands of Jesus Christ will just embrace their heart, embrace them, bring them close to your bosom. Lord, you, you cry when we are hurting. You rejoice when we are feeling happy. And you hurt deeply when we go through moments of sorrows. But we also know this, that while sorrow lasts for the night, joy will come in the morning. And ultimately, you will turn every sorrow, every morning into dancing. And I just pray even right now for Hiwei and Eve that one day they are going to see their little baby, baby Lionel in heaven. And and he way Eve, let me say this, that I know Andrew in heaven would be looking out for Lionel and showing him heaven. My second child is there too, I believe he's also a boy. And they'll be having a good time, so you don't worry. In heaven, Jesus will be there, my kids will be there. And one day when we all go to heaven, we're going to have a big reunion and we're going to have so much to talk about and share about. God bless you. Thank you for writing. Thank you for for listening and I pray that God's blessing and God's healing will come upon you right now. In Jesus' name I pray and upon all of you who are grieving and hurting, God's comfort, the comfort of the Holy Spirit be upon you right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to leave with you a scripture that will bring comfort for those of you going through a time of grief or sadness. It is Psalm 34 in verse 18, say the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. If you are brokenhearted, if you feel crushed, the Lord is near you. He is closer to you than your very breath. Just lean on Him. Let Him bring healing. Let Him comfort you. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us. Connect at cdradio.sg. Connect at cdradio.sg. To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg. www.chc.org.sg. Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong Hee on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At PS Kong Hee. At PS Kong Hee. God bless you and stay safe.